1: Now, if we're going to ask and pray God's kingdom to come, then God's desires have to take priority over our desires. And that means we may need to ask God to give us the desire to change our desires.
0: When asked, how do you pray by the disciples, Jesus gave them the Lord's prayer or the disciples prayer, an outline to prayer, if you will. And that's what we're focused on today here on Study Verse by Verse as Pastor Leighton Sheely takes us back to our message called Powerful and Effective Prayer. We're taking a look at this Lord's Prayer, Disciples' Prayer, here in Luke 11. Won't you join us? Once again, from Church of the Highlands, right here in San Bruno, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse.
1: Jesus wanted us to know that the heavenly Father is without comparison. He said, Ask, and it shall be given. You seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. If ye then, being evil, the best Father compared to God the Father is evil. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good gifts to those that ask Him? God is the model Father. He's the perfect Father, and He wants to provide for us abundantly. James writes, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. God never has a bad day. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants to provide for us. We don't pray to the supreme being. We pray to our Father, our Heavenly Father, who wants to give us good things, if we'll only just ask. Now, Jesus didn't say to pray to Mary or a saint. Jesus said to pray, Our Father. Some people have been taught that their prayers are going to have better success if they're directed to someone other than the Father. But that's not what Jesus taught or modeled. Jesus said, When you address your prayer, address your prayers to Our Father. And we are privileged to be able to pray to God, Our Father, you see, only God's children can truly call Him Father, who then is a child of God. Apostle John said, As many as received Him, Jesus Christ, to them He gave the right to become children of God. Now, if you've received Jesus Christ, then you are a child of God. And if you are a child of God, then you can address God as Father, our Father. Hallowed be Thy name. The phrase reminds us that we're not to take this privilege of addressing the Creator of the universe, casually or flippantly. God may have invited us to personally commune with Him, but He is still God, and He is still to be honored as God. Now, Hallowood is an archaic English term. It's translated in its various forms, saint, sanctify, sanctification. To sanctify means to set apart as something special. Now, our lives are filled with people and things that demand our attention and affection, And we have lists of things that we we, we consider as, as part of that attention and affection. But Jesus Christ should never be listed among them. Jesus Christ is not just another part of our lives. He is the center. He is the source. And we live for His glory. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, there's two ways of interpreting this phrase, and both are biblically accurate. It could be a reference to Jesus returning to earth to establish His earthly kingdom as described in Revelation. But it can also refer to Him establishing His throne in our lives. You know, so many of our prayers are self-centered. They're about us, our needs, our desires, our dreams, our comfort, our kingdom. And we end up praying, asking God to bless our kingdom rather than recognizing that we are here to bless His kingdom. Jesus prayed in the garden, not my will, but thine. It's not about us getting our way with God, it's about God getting His way with us. Now, this can be one of the more challenging parts of the Lord's Prayer to pray. Let me see if I can explain. You know, when I was a child, I dreamed about being locked up in Disneyland. <laughs> I dreamed that you know everybody went home except a few operators and a few of my friends, and the lights were still on and the rides were still running, Space Mountain, no waiting. I dreamed about being locked up in Disneyland. I, I was not mature enough to understand that whether you're locked up in Disneyland or locked up in jail, you are still locked up. Now some of us are locked up in habitual sins that are pleasant. We know that the activity is not pleasing to God, but we really don't want to leave, because we're quite enjoying ourselves. And we're not bound by anything other than our desire to put our desire first. Now, if we're going to ask and pray God's kingdom to come, then God's desires have to take priority over our desires. And that means we may need to ask God to give us the desire to change our desires. Now, some of us really don't want Jesus to return and establish His earthly kingdom too soon, because that would spoil our plans. I remember as a young teenager coming to church and hearing that Jesus could come back at any time, and I started pray, praying fervently that He wouldn't because I didn't want Him to come until I'd gotten married. <laughs> and if He came back too soon, it would spoil my plans. And some are busy building a business or waiting for retirement or have some other reason why Jesus' soon returned would be an inconvenience to their plans. Praying effectively means changing from my will be done to thy will be done. In heaven a, and as it, as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's instantaneous in heaven. God says it, it's instantaneous. We're praying, God, I want to instantaneously do what, what you want done. Give us this day our daily bread. American believers tend to gloss over this phrase because we're a land of plenty and it's rare for any of us to go to bed hungry if it's, if it's not by choice. And this phrase is not insignificant to Christian believers who are suffering from famine in Africa. When we pray this part of the prayer, we're acknowledging that ultimately God is the source of meeting our every need. We're accepting, we're confessing our dependence upon Him. And that runs contrary to American culture. American, Americans tend to be very independent. Our culture has placed great value upon Americans' uh, ability to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. And some of us uh, apply that cultural heritage and let it influence our spiritual perspective and think that we are the source of all that we need. The reality is that even if we have worked for everything we possess, the physical strength and the soundness of mind to perform our duties has come from God. And so when we pray this, we're confessing that we are dependent upon God. And the fact that we are asked... To pray daily for our daily bread indicates that our prayers should be daily. God, Jesus doesn't specify a particular posture. Scriptures, you can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, you can be prostrate on the floor. Jesus doesn't specify. He doesn't specify a specific location, but it says that we should pray daily for our daily bread. Prayer should not be limited to church on Sunday. And forgive us our sins just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We can only ask God to forgive us our sin if we are willing to forgive others. Jesus made sure that this was underscored throughout. Now, there are five words in the New Testament translated sin. And uh, Matthew used ophelima, which is translated debt, And Luke uses hamartia, which is translated trespasses, and that's why we have two different versions of the spoken Lord's Prayer. Some of you have been raised to pray, um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Others have been taught to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Somebody asked me which way is the correct way, and the the biblical answer is both of them are, because both of them are biblical. A true Christian does not see God's promise of forgiveness as a license to sin. And if we want to truly experience the forgiveness of God, we have to be willing to forgive others and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, Satan is a a cunning adversary, and the only way that we're going to ever be successful at living any portion of our life in a fashion that's pleasing to God is with God's constant guidance and protection. We need to be continually praying, God, protect me from sinning against you. Now, when you... When we think we can do it on our own, that's when we're most vulnerable to the crafty schemes of the devil. The devil has been working at this a long time, and he's honed his skills in dealing with mankind. His time is limited, and he has nothing to lose. He's going for broke. He's doing everything that he can to tempt believers into failure. And when he succeeds at tripping up a believer, he injures their testimony and their effectiveness. He may also be successful at causing a schism in their relationship with their Heavenly Father. Anything that causes shame or division brings satisfaction to the devil. And we as believers don't want to bring any satisfaction to the devil. We want to bring satisfaction to the Lord. We don't want to stumble, but we need God's guidance and protection to be able to be faithful. And so we pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, if prayer was a priority for Jesus, it needs to be all the more so for us if we are to fulfill the purpose for which God created and redeemed us. Prayer is effective when we pray to our Father, knowing that He loves us as a perfect Heavenly Father. Praying, not my will, but thine be done.
0: Well, we have closed out our time together today, just a moment early, that we might return to Pastor Layton once again. We'll do so here in just a moment. To learn about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno or study verse by verse, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. It's there that you'll get information about this broadcast, listen to past programs, past sermons by Pastor Layden. You'll also learn about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, where we meet, service times, directions. It's all there, again, at highlands.us. Well, we did close out early as we have been spending our time here in Luke 11 looking at the Lord's Prayer. We wanted to close out with a moment of prayer using the Lord's Prayer. So let's do that, shall we, once again, to close out our time together here on Study Verse by Verse once again. Pastor Leighton Sheely.
1: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power of the glory forever.
0: Amen. And amen. We hope and pray that our time together these last couple of programs has encouraged you in your prayer life. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. If you're still challenged, again, we'd love to hear from you and help encourage you in your walk and prayer life with Christ. Highlands.us is a great place to go. Highlands.us. Tomorrow,